Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. To God, hallelujah. Hello, everyone, everywhere. This is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Glory to God. We're glad to have you today. We're glad to be here today. We are in and of the kingdom of the Most High God operating on this earth as ambassadors for our King Jesus right now. Glory to God. Preparing to usher in. The end times, preparing to usher in his kingdom, preparing to usher in the rule of the most high God forevermore. Glory, hallelujah. That gets me excited. I don't know what you, I, can you tell I'm excited already and we haven't even started. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Let's go to the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, through Jesus... We have access into your throne room. And we come boldly before your throne of grace and of mercy this day. Thanking you. Praising you. For all that you do in our life and in our ministries. Lord, your word is now going forth throughout this entire world through this broadcast, through this internet radio station, into the farthest reaches of the world, into people's homes, bedrooms, inner closets, if they're living in nations that do not allow anyone to preach the gospel, they are still hearing your word in the privacy of their own homes and their own bedrooms through the power of the internet that you developed for such a time as this, in fulfillment of the scripture that the gospel of the kingdom would be preached to the entire world. And to you we give thanks and praise and honor and glory. Be with this broadcast, Lord. Anoint my lips. May the words spoken be your words. Hallelujah. For your words 
carry authority. Your words bring healing. Your words bring provision. And I preach nothing but your words. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Glory to God. Oh man, we are starting off on a powerful foot right now, folks. I don't know if you can tell the anointing is so present right now. As soon as we went on the air, the Holy Spirit fell. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And let's keep building on that. Praise God. Help me. Be with me. Say these words after me as we confess our profession of faith before the Lord our God. Amen. Repeat these words after me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and he descended into hell. But the third day he rose again from the dead. Hallelujah. He ascended into heaven and sits now at the right hand of God the Father Almighty from where he shall come soon. To judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe the church is his body. The body of Christ on this earth right now. I believe in the communion of saints. I believe in the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection of the body. And I believe in life everlasting. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Shout amen. Somebody get up and run around the room 25 times. As our good friend Bernard Johnson used to say, praise God. Call somebody. Tell them to listen to the broadcast today. They are not going to want to miss this. Hallelujah. Turn to Mark chapter 13. We have been talking the past couple of weeks about living in the last days. Are we in the last days? Do we know when the last days are going to happen? <sighs> Hallelujah. We've been studying almost exclusively from Matthew 24, but I want to look over at Mark 13. It discusses the same scenario as Matthew 24, but a little different twist on it, okay? Now, it's important for believers, and especially it's especially important for unbelievers, to understand we are now in the last days. And that is a good thing, at least for the believers. Unbelievers, well, not so much. Amen? But the important thing for everyone to acknowledge 
Now, you've heard people say, ah, you can't tell when the end's coming, or you don't know if this is the last days. All these things have been happening since time began. Blah, 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 blah. But this is the first time in the history of the world when all of the signs are coming together at one time. You had signs that would happen here and a different sign would happen in this time and a different thing would happen. If you, oh, that's a sign. But this is the only time in the history of the world where every sign discussed in the Bible is now coming to pass. The only thing left is for the rapture of the church and then the return of Christ. Every other prophecy has been fulfilled up to the catching away of the church. Everyone. There is nothing left except the rapture for the believers. For the unbelievers, they will be going through the tribulation. Those are the only things left. And after that is the triumphant return of Jesus with all of his saints. That's us, folks. If you're a saved believer in Jesus Christ, you are called a saint. And you, me, others will be returning with him to rule and reign in the 1,000 years of peace in the kingdom of Jesus Christ on this earth. And it is happening immediately. This is about to happen. It will shake the very foundations of governments and financial institutions and economies across this planet and bring in the revealing of the Antichrist. There's nothing left. Nothing is left to do except the catching away of the church. That is the, going to be the first clue the world has that the countdown clock has begun to run. We are that close. Glory to the Most High God. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm reminded of a story that I heard a long time ago about a youth pastor in Canada. And during one of his youth group meetings, he asked his youth group, what would you do if your doctor told you you only had 24 hours left to live? Now, they got many different answers. And they talk about being with their friends and their families and telling them things that they had... Uh, withheld and that they wanted to get off their chest and telling them how much they meant to them and how much they loved them and, <clears throat> and you know all the things that you would normally hear and, and he was happy because the discussion seemed to be headed in the right direction and then one boy a 13 year old boy it was his turn he said 
they said, what would you do? And he said, I think I'd get a second opinion. And everyone started laughing, but his response was the best. Think about it. Distressing news always, 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 always. Did I say always? Distressing news always warrants getting a second opinion or at least another perspective on it because it helps us to handle the situation wisely. Friends, we are hearing a lot of distressing news on the television these days. Many people are content just to listen to what the news commentators are saying and get the human perspective on things. And as a result, they are under a lot of stress, they're distressed, they're dismayed, they're scared about what they're seeing. I mean, just yesterday, last night on the news, there was, at the time of this recording, there was a Marine Corps run that was canceled in New Jersey because they found a pipe bomb and it went off, which, I mean, they had canceled the race and secured the scene and the bomb went off at a time when there's supposed to be like 3,000 runners passing by that point. Then last night, there was another bombing in New York City, Chelsea, New York. And then they found another bomb just a couple blocks from that that did not go off. Folks, we are living in a time where the evil forces of this world is they're doing whatever they can to strike fear into the heart of man. You see, fear is the exact polar opposite of faith. If faith is north, fear is south. And you cannot operate in faith and be in fear at the same time. And you cannot operate in fear and have faith at the same time. It's one or the other. There is no middle ground. Well, Brother Bob, how do you do that? I mean, you have to be concerned with what's going on. I'm not saying be ignorant of what's going on. I'm saying who you should have your eyes fixed on, and that is Jesus. Everything that happens in your life, you need to look at Jesus. Hallelujah. You lose your job, you look at Jesus. Say, Lord... I'm yours, you're mine, we're one with the Father. It is written that all my needs are met according to our Heavenly Father's riches and glory through you. So I trust you to get me another job or to work it all out. I look to you. Now that doesn't mean you sit back and do nothing for the next 20 years waiting for somebody to knock on your door and offer you a job. No. You need to get up off your lazy butt, put on your shoes, and go out and look for a job. But trust God to lead you to the job he wants you to have. You have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Listening to his voice. Have, Jesus said, have ears to hear and a heart to receive the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Glory to God.
Anyway, we are being deceived. I'm talking about people who are operating in the natural, especially in the United States right now. We're being deceived into believing that the politicians have a handle on things. We've heard over and over and over, we are not at war with Islam. Islam is the the religion of peace. We will not say that we are at war with Islam. But yet, Islam has now brought the war to the United States of America. But that's okay. It's just part of the end time scenario. That doesn't mean we sit back and say, well, whatever will be, will be. Que sera, sera. No. Don't be ignorant. Jesus warned his disciples, sell what you can and buy your swords. In other words, you're going to need to defend yourself. In today's day and age, in this modern grammatical, it would be... Go buy yourself a gun for protection. Protect you, protect your family. That doesn't mean you go out hunting them. That means if you are attacked, someone you love is attacked, you have the means at your disposal to protect yourselves. Anyway, we're getting off subject here. The point I'm trying to make is the politicians do not have a handle on what is going on. Amen. And if you use your common sense, you can see that. Despite what they say, no matter what they try, does not work, even concerning the economy. But, praise be to God, there is a second opinion available to those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. The believers have the ability to have a divine perspective on world events that helps us not only to survive, but thrive in dangerous times. Amen? Have you found Mark chapter 13 yet? Glory to God. Mark 13, where Jesus and one of his many farewell addresses where he's giving his disciples... uh, inside information on what really was about to take place and why, which they did not get, obviously. But he's giving them this background information. And later he says that what's when I send the Holy Spirit to you, the comforter, the promise from the Father, he will bring to your remembrance all things which I said. Amen? So he's telling them in detail what is going to happen in the last days. Amen? They asked him to give them this divine perspective of what is lying ahead. And it's important for us to study this. It's important for us to realize he also imparted this information to us so we can see with spiritual eyes what lies ahead. Amen? So Mark 13, verse 1, As he was leaving the temple, 
one of his disciples said to him, Look, Lord, what massive stones these are. What magnificent buildings. Now, this temple was built with huge, almost pure white boulders. Each stone was nearly 10 to 12 feet wide and taller than a man, 6, 7 feet tall. And they were polished, almost absolutely smooth. And then the, the uh, what's the word, Lord? ornate decorations on them were of pure gold. And according to Josephus and the Antiquities of the Jews, that the crevices were filled with gold. So much so that when the Romans came to destroy the temple... They set fire to melt the gold and get it out of the crevices. And they, they, they tore all the stones apart so they could scrape the gold out that had gone down in between the crevices. Now Herod, King Herod, and you read about him in the beginning of the Bible, in the, at the time Jesus was born, was building this and expanding the Temple Mount area to what it is today as a lasting monument to himself. While at the same time, he was trying to win the hearts of the Jewish people who hated him and hated his rulership. He he had been appointed by the Roman government to be their king, and they hated him. So this temple was massive, covering about one-sixth of the total of the old city of Jerusalem. And if anything spoke of permanence, I mean, Herod's temple did just that. And because his disciples, you know, they were looking at it and said, Jesus, look at look at this temple, it's going to be Beautiful. Look at the massiveness of it. Verse 2, Jesus said, Do you see all these great buildings? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Now, such a thing was completely, 100% inconceivable in the Jewish mind Unless it was the end of the world as we know it. I mean, they figured, we are the people of God. This is God's land. This is God's building where he dwells. God is almighty God. And he will never allow anyone to do anything to this building. This is his house. But that's not what Jesus is about to explain. Amen. Begin reading in verse 3. As he sat down on the Mount of Olives over against the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign when all these things shall be fulfilled? And as we studied last time, they also asked, what will be the sign 
of the end of the world as we know it. And what signs are coming that will precede, what signs will precede the coming of the end? And as we studied last time, they figured that if they knew what to look for, as these signs would begin to line up, they would put themselves at into a uh, uh, proper position to capitalize upon these signs, an advantageous position to help Jesus begin his rule. Well, the Bible in other places describes the end of the age as a seven-year tribulation period. And, and let's just stop right here for a minute. If you actually study the Bible, and especially the book of Revelation, you will realize there will not, let me emphasize, not be seven years of tribulation. Brother Bob, what? It's actually going to be three and a half years. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Brother Bob, I think I got you there. I mean, it specifically says seven years of tribulations. No, it doesn't. The first three and a half years of what we call the seven years of tribulation, but it's three and a half years. The first three and a half years, now think about this, listen to me now, is when the Antichrist is trying to establish his rule throughout the world, and part of that has to be making peace with Israel. And he comes up with the plan. A seven-year peace treaty that secures Israel, that reestablishes the offerings of animals on the Temple Mount. Three and a half years of peace. And all the PETA people, people for the ethical treatment of animals, are protesting. All of the Muslim countries hate the idea that the Jews have rebuilt their temple on the Temple Mount, right next to the Dome of the Rock. They hate the idea that their sworn enemy, the Jews, are supposed to be a protected people and living in peace. They hate this idea. So enough protests are finally getting to the Antichrist. And he sees he's beginning to lose control over all of these nations that he's supposed to be over, all because of Israel. So three and a half years into that seven-year peace treaty, the Antichrist makes a move and stops the sacrifices on the Temple Mount. And when the Jews resist him and tells him, you have no authority here, 
That's when he moves militarily. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.